C24 is brought to you by White V-neck T-shirts, the most reliable source of professional undershirts. White V-necks have actually expanded their color selection beyond white. You can now get a tee in white, off-white, ivory, eggshell, cloud, cotton swab, and many more. So buy a combo pack of white V-neck shirts and never make the mistake of having unwanted visible chest hair again. Hello and welcome to the C24 Podcast, a compilation of stories, songs, and well wishes as we celebrate Carter Dats turning 24. I'm your host, Josephine Lampy. This second and final installment continues with more submissions from Carter's friends. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday! Just kidding. Hi, Carter. This is Livia Coleman. Um, I know you probably can't tell who I am, so I identified myself because of my deep voice and stuffy nose, but, you know, it's fine. That's fine. Um, I just wanted to say hap- happy, happy birthday. I hope you have a freaking awesome day. Um, and I just want to say that I am so thankful for your friendship um, and all the jokes and the puns that you make. Um, and yeah, I hope that, um, the rest of your year goes well as, um, you get married, woo! Um, yeah, um, and that you just know how many people care about you today, um, and that, um, you are loved. Happy birthday! Bye! Hey Carter, just wanted to wish you a happy birthday. Um, so glad you and Joe are engaged. It's so awesome. You both are amazing people. So I also just wanted to tell you that I think I figured out your riddle from spring break. And yes, it may have like taken me like nine months, but that's okay. I think I still figured it out. So sometime we'll have to tell you the answer. And uh, little confession, I may have, may not have Googled it. Sorry about that. But uh, yeah, wanted to wish you a happy birthday. Hey, Carter, this is Noah freaking Jensen. I uh, don't normally disclose my middle name, but since this is the last time I'll ever talk to you, I figured it'd be best to let you know. Um, Bear with me, as uh, this might get a little emotional, um, and I might be a little gassy, as I just had 12 tacos from Taco Bell. Um... So when I think of uh, one Carter Dat boy, I think of a man who um, encouraged a a young pair of naive boys uh, named Seth Smith and Noah Freaking Jensen um, to to try out for for true men, even though they had no hope of making it in, and subsequently did not. Um, uh, I think <laughs> of a man who continued to encourage those boys even after they didn't, saying that if they just tried out again next year, they would make it. Um, but that encouragement was enough, and we walked away with that victory. Um, and uh, I think of, I also think of uh, a man 
with whom I had the single greatest howdy of my entire life, um, upon which uh, I went to Halley House for the first time and ate spaghetti and meatballs while watching howdy, watching Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. And you called it Howdy with a Chance of Meatballs. Um, that is a memory that remains very precious and special to me um, and often uh, elicits very strong emotion if I think about it for more than 20 seconds. Um, uh, I also think of a man who allowed me to attend the first and last meetings of um, worship workshop nights multiple semesters in a row um, so I could play fishbowl twice a year uh, and not and, and, and not you didn't kick me out for not attending any of the others. Um, I think of a man who, when I first arrived at CCF, was a uh, pretty <laughs> CCF legend, pretty much, uh, well-established in the pantheon of uh, legendary upperclassmen, um, along, along the likes of, uh, um, you know, all the staff and, uh, namely Brian Joseph Trushinger, um, uh, definitely of comparable merit for sure. Um, and I think of a man who, despite that status, would take time out of his life, day, um, minutes, seconds, hours, just to check in on how I was doing and, uh, spend some time really, um, delving into, um, my thoughts and my feelings, uh, whether it was going on a late night walk to OP and sitting in a practice room and fiddling on a piano or, um, just coming by and giving me a hug after service, um, saying how grateful, um, he was for me. Uh, and that is a gift that is far more precious than you could ever know. Um, uh, though my confidence and uh, my <laughs> courage may be um, a defining factor of who I am. It was tremendous encouragement and still is any moment that uh, you take to speak with me and um, just invest in me at all. Uh, just the relief that it is to be acknowledged um, and to be loved so well. Um, so yeah, you know, just wanted to saunter down memory lane, uh, with you for the sake of saying, uh, thank you. Um, thank you for, uh, being you. Thank you for, um, loving people in the way that you do. Um, because yeah, it, it means a lot. Uh, you mean a lot to me. Not because you were a CCF legend or because you're super talented, but because you you value um, you you dared to to value me. So thanks, Carter. I love you, man. And uh, that's all, folks. Hey, Carter. This is Hannah Alanius. I just wanted to say happy birthday. I have so enjoyed seeing you grow into such an amazing teacher over the past three years that I have known you, and I cannot wait to see what you do in the future. 
I know your students will appreciate your dedication and your passion so much, and I know that you will truly make a difference in their lives. I have been honored to work with you in multiple choirs and throughout the past three years while I have been at Truman, and I can't wait to be in Bochi with under your direction next semester. Happy birthday, and I hope you have an amazing day. Hello, Brother Dats. This is your good friend Lucas, one-time housemate, long-time homie. Um, first and foremost, I think that this idea of a birthday podcast is absolutely phenomenal. Um, and I think that my most meaningful contribution to this podcast would, of course, be to give you something to think about and something to consider deeply on a really, really wonderful shared mutual interest of ours, which is political thought and political theory. So I'm going to spend my allotted two to five minutes discussing, or at least presenting, and then subsequently hopefully opening up a discussion with you about a political theorist who you and I would probably intrinsically not agree with. Uh, and I'd love to get your thoughts and, and, and sort of present these things to you in a way that, I don't know, might uh, lead to some interesting thinking. So when I took Dr. Rudy's political thought class last semester in the spring, we spent a lot of time going through great writers. And one that struck out to me or that stuck out to me that was a very interesting character and individual whose work resonates with me pretty well is a guy by the name of Edmund Burke. So Burke's history is he's actually not a thinker or a philosopher. He was actually a statesman. Like he worked in uh, the British government. He was a member of the British Parliament for uh, some time. He lived and worked in the mid to late 1700s. He was known as an orator and he was actually known as somebody who defended the British colonies um, in India and in the West Indies against British oppression. Uh, so he, yeah, so he was like a, pro a prosecutor for British, um, like for the, for British subjects essentially. Uh, and he is known today relatively ironically as actually the founder of modern day conservatism. So Burke is somebody who great conservatives actually draw a lot of inspiration from, which again, a little bit counterintuitive, but the notion that Burke sort of propagated is that the best sort of change is slow change. Um, um, Burke's discussion and Burke's sort of lens and his worldview is that the most meaningful and important thing to a society's existence is not necessarily whether or not it um, fits under an objective standard of justice regardless of the consequences and equality and you know all of these different things, but rather uh, is a society that exists first and foremost with a deep knowledge and understanding of uh, an intact social fabric. So I'll give you an example. When Burke was a statesman, he existed in the English, he was working in the English parliament, right, as the French Revolution was occurring. And the French Revolution, again, the first one was based on what, egality, fraternity, and liberty, right? And it was a lot of these like passionate French um, patriots that were rising up and overthrowing and guillotining all the fools, right, and doing everything. And Burke thought that that revolution was absolutely foolish. He strongly, strongly disliked the French Revolution because he saw that the French Revolution was one that did not consider the how... Uh, it would tear apart the social fabric of the day, right? So it didn't consider how there were going to be so many in the general French populace that were going to be opposed to that because there was no history that supported the idea of a deeply democratic and egalitarian rule working successfully in France. Now, contrarily, Burke was a deep supporter of the American Revolution because he saw that uh, there was a history in America of getting away from the deep traditions that were actually ingrained in them. So uh, to for the, for the British 
for King, for King George, right, for the British king and the British monarchy to oppress the Americans was inherently uh, going against what the societal standards of the time were. So to tax them without representation, it's undemocratic, right? To do all these things, it was not an appropriate thing to do. So for the Americans to rally against that, it is a return to the social order that existed intact. Now, what's sort of underpinning theoretically and philosophically all of these arguments that are put forward by Burke is the idea that prejudice in a system should actually be considered relevant for a reason. So if a system exists the way that it does, then there should be a deep consideration for why that system exists as it does in the first place. So I'll give you an example of uh, Burkean conservatism. Um, in Game of Thrones, there's a, there's an episode, I don't know Game of Thrones terribly well, but there's an episode where um, the little guy, Peter Dinklage's character, is negotiating a slave settlement, and he's trying to uh, bring together slaves at the table that obviously want slavery to end immediately, and slave owners at the port that wanted to exist for a long time because of its economy. And Dinklage's uh, response was to allow slavery to exist for seven more years, and then after seven years it gets slowly phased out, which is deeply unfair and unjust, but keeps the social fabric and the economy of the place uh, in, in existence while transitioning sort of happens. So this idea that change is best happening slow and gradually, I think that that can be applicable to a lot of things today, but it's very interesting because it also leads to a lot of frustration. Our boy Bernie is definitely not socially Burkean. Think about it. This podcast is supported by Finale. If you walk around like Beethoven and need a place to music vomit all of your ideas, Finale is just what you need. This music composition software can help you put melodies on paper in professional styles ready for all types of choirs, groups, and bands. Finale is also equipped with a playback feature to keep your expectations in check. So go out there and be the next Carter Dads with Finale. This is the Bama Podcast with Marty Solomon. I'm Brent Billings, and today Marty and I will be discussing an issue one of our listeners brought to us, Kath Farmer from Kirksville, Missouri. So today is her friend Carter Datz's birthday. Wants to pick Marty's brain to see if there's any insight to be derived from Carter's name since we've seen from the Bible that names carry a deeper meaning beyond themselves. And she thinks Carter would think it would be interesting to see uh, what it is that perhaps Marty can, can see in the importance of his own name. Marty, any thoughts about that? Yes, <clears throat> this is a good question that I'd be happy to delve into. So the name Carter itself is certainly not Hebrew, but we break it down, we can see that it is actually a Hebrew pneumatic poem that I think Rabbi Foreman would agree could say something about the character of its namesake. Now let's begin. Now they see, I think, pretty obvious from the, the Jewish commentaries, uh, the C stands for the Hebrew word Kohen. Now, Kohen means priest, and this noun refers to a person who performs religious rites and rituals. In ancient Israel, all priests were descended from Aaron, the brother of Moses of the tribe of Levi, and the, pri the priest's relatives, the Levites, helped them lead Israel's worship. Now, I think this is pretty obviously tied to um, what has been explained to me about Carter, and that he uh, likes to lead worship, and he leads... Um, God's people in that way. That seems like a pretty obvious connection there. Um, now the A is from the Hebrew word op, which stands for anger. This word denotes anger or extreme displeasure toward a person, group, or states of affairs. 
as morally neutral as it is used for both foolish, selfish anger and for righteous anger at injustice. It also means nose, nostrils, the flaring of nostrils and reddening of the nose when a person is angry led to the usage of this word to denote anger. Now, obviously, Carter has nostrils. You can see the connection there. Now, the R, the third letter, is from the word ruach, which, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know, represents um, breath or spirit. Now, um, this noun refers physically to wind and breath, and it is figuratively used to refer to immaterial things, meaning spirit as an immaterial part of a person or as the spirit of God. Now, it can also mean a pervading sense or condition, as in the spirit of wisdom. Now, um, as far as I understand, Carter um, is a living being and has that breath, that ruach breathing through him, uh, and also being alive in the spirit of God. Now, to the letter T um, is, of course, from the word Torah, instruction, law, um, the instruction that is imparted to a student, child, or covenant partner with a focus on directing the thinking or behavior of the recipient, uh, often referring to God's instructions to his people in general. Uh, and now, uh, it, it is true that Carter is a student, um, he is also a child, and he will soon be a covenant partner um, as he is getting married. He is, of course, already a covenant partner with, uh, you know, God. Now, moving on to the E, it is from the Hebrew word um, ebed. Uh, E-B, E-D, is it's transliterated in the English. Now, this word ebed, oh, sorry, let me pull it up in my, in my notes here. Um, Let's see. Oh, yes. So, and Ebed stands for slave or servant, as uh, it's best translated into the English. Now, um, this noun refers to a person of lower social status who is subject to another person for service or labor. Now, I don't know um, exactly what this has to do with Carter, but um, obviously it, it's, it's there. It's right there in the Hebrew. Um, it could be an owned slave, an indentured servant, military subordinate, political subject. Um, sometimes a worshiper is referred to as the abed, so uh, you can see the connection there. And then this last uh, Hebrew word in this pneumatic poem from the R is Rehab. Now that stands uh, in, in the Hebrew, the word Rehab uh, means sea monster. It refers to the legendary sea monster or dragon defeated by God in combat. Um, mythically, God forcefully controlled chaos by smiting Rahab at creation. Uh, in another related image, God shows mastery over the sea in the Exodus and became a poetic symbol for Egypt and other oppressive human powers. Now, um, I, I can see that this may have something to do with um, Carter's stance as the sea monster of the Kirksville community. Um, it could also be because he is um, a poetic symbol for Egypt as well. There's a lot that 
is right there because you know this this text is just it's very rich now if you look at these six letters you you start to see some patterns here now the r and the t at the center of the names uh, if you put them into the into the english alphabet they both surround the letter s which does represent an incomplete infinity sign now that um, r and t again that's at the center of the name then if you go to the a and the e and those are the only vowels in the name and the c and the r uh, at the beginning and at the end stand for rc sproul the american theologian so brent what are we looking at here uh, well, I think it's looking like a chiasm. It's a chiasm. Yes, you're right. Now, not only is the word Carter in Hebrew pneumatic poem, but it is also indeed a chiasm starting at the center and moving outward with R and T at the center again, surrounding that letter S, which represents an incomplete infinity sign showing that Carter um, is indeed um, not fine, uh, not infinite in the way that the Hebrew God is, um, but he is incomplete, but in, in Christ, he is becoming, um, that complete infinity sign, uh, and the R and the T just point to that. Um, and you don't think this is reading too much into the lines, Marty Brent, what did I tell you about speaking out during the podcast? Right, well, uh, if you live on the Palouse, join us for discussion groups in Moscow on Tuesday and Pullman on Thursday. If you want to get a hold of Marty, you can follow him on Twitter at Marty Solomon, and I'm on Twitter at EICBCB. And you can find out more details about the show on BamaDiscipleship.com. Thanks for joining us on the Bama Podcast, and we'll talk to you again soon. This week we'll be covering a wide range of stimuli as a sort of auditory ASMR sampler, including, but not limited to, whispering, tapping, mouth sounds, trigger words, scratching, writing, page turning, etc. Enjoy.
concludes this week's episode of Triggered with Beth and Logan. As always, be sure to leave your thoughts and requests in the comments box below. And be sure to tune in next week for an episode of Triggered devoted entirely to animal sound-based ASMR. Thanks for listening. back on another episode of that's what i'm talking about on this episode the topic of discussion will be thought and what better example of thought than carter Dats himself now as a former roommate of his i got to see lots of different angles of carter him singing him watching netflix all day him getting really emotional, him getting really rowdy, him sleeping on the couch, him playing the dad, lots of things, lots of things. But I think the things that stood out the most to me were the things I could kind of conclude about his personality, about the way that he was and the way that he chose to live his life around other people and uh, even just privately and to me the word thought is what comes up as the best example Carter is a man who thinks things through quite a bit as well as feels them out but it's very evident in all of his mannerisms and just his general personality that he is a thinking man and for that I'm very glad to have gotten to share life with him, even for the 10 months that it was, for all the good and hype moments to the mundane and slow moments. It was truly a learning experience. Tune in next week when we talk to JoJo about grandma sweaters. Yeah, he's signing out. No, you're not. You're fertile. I'm Oh fertile. my god, I think I've got dementia. I'm already forgetting my own name. Oh she does this god. all the time, I swear. Oh my god, I'm girdle. Fertile. No, girdle. Oh my god. We're losing, we're losing our minds tonight. Anywho. Girdle. Girdle is the one that could not be here tonight. Yeah, she's got a case of the shingles. She does. Poor, bless her heart. She's in the hospital. Northeast mm. Central Missouri. Yeah, we're um, praying for you. Yeah. You got it, girl. Keep pushing. You know, if uh, keep pushing, it's like she's pregnant. <laughs> but yes, no, keep pushing in her life. Yes. yes. You all want to send her flowers? That'd be a really nice thing to, to do. If you want to send her chocolates, um, send it to uh, to us, and we'll be sure uh, to deliver. We'll take to, care of it. Yeah, we'll take care of it. With yeah. chocolates. She loves pistachios. Oh yes, pistachios. Mm. Ooh, looks yes, she does love pistachios. Mm -hmm. Yes, please send them uh, to us and we'll take care of that for her. Well, 
this is a very special uh, podcast today, uh, Old Lady Radio Hour as a birthday that they want to just uh, mm-hmm. give a shout out to. Go ahead, Bert, will explain. Okay, so it is our dear friend Carter's birthday. Mm. He is turning the big 2-4. Two 2-4? Four. Two four. Oh, man, man, I remember. You remember when, oh. oh, man, when I was 24, girl. When we mm. were 24, we mm. were just kicking it, we thriving, mm. thriving. As the kids say. I know, I got my birth-bearing hits back in those days. <laughs> you know How many kids you have at that point? You had probably like four, right? I, mm. think, I think I did start when I was mm. in my, uh, mm. uh, just turned 20, you know? Mm-hmm. I was feeling fresh. One kid per year. I, one kid per year. You are, you are correct. Mm-hmm. You are correct, Myrtle. But this is not about No, us. it's not. It's, it's not. about I keep, I keep forgetting and getting yeah. off track. You're going to have to keep me on track, okay? Okay. Okay, good. So... So it is uh, yeah. our dear friend Carter's birthday, and so we figured it would be perfect for us to sing him um, mm. a little birthday tune mm-hmm. um, to mm-hmm. really ring in the the this new year for him. Yeah, you know, you know I uh, was going to actually set up Carter with oh. my granddaughter, but oh. you know, mm. then I found out, of course, <laughs> Carter already has one. You're also isn't your granddaughter like thirty six or something? Yeah, I didn't really think that one through, but well, it's okay. Like Cougar's got a, you know, mm-hmm. you know they uh, need a they need a man too, yes, you know. Yes, they do. They but do. but he's got a gem of a lady. Mm-hmm. Her name is Jojo. Josephine. Mm. Mm. Love it. Oh, I love that. That's a, that's a name that even we can relate to. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of old fashioned, but mm-hmm. she's got that modern twist. But she does the JoJo. JoJo. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. The Mojo JoJo. I love it. I love it. I love it. She's a sweet girl. She's a sweet girl. Mm-hmm. And they're getting married. They're married. Oh my gosh. I think that's in less than a month. I know. Or did you wow. get an invite? Ah. Uh, Thank God, you know, I'm going to have to go back and look on my fridge and see if I posted it. Carter, if, you, if you're just wondering, we would like to come. We would like to come to your wedding. Um, if you can squeeze us in. Yes, yeah. I mean, we are giving you a birthday shout-out, so I feel like that deserves an invite mm-hmm. to your wedding, you know. Yeah. This is a popular show. We are really, yeah. um, you know, popularizing you. We right went now. up two viewers in the past month. Yeah. Woo. I'm really proud of us, girl. That was me too. That was that was a good month. Yeah, it was was really good. Mm. But anyway, I guess we are uh, gonna sing him a little song to to uh, to 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 recognize our uh, dear friend Carter. I think that'd be good. Okay. Okay. Well, here we go. You ready, Carter? Well, too bad because we're doing it anyway. You want to warm up? Very good, very good. Did you want to warm up? Oh, no, okay. I'm, I'm always ready. You warmed up at the beginning, remember? Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah, right, yeah. you're right. All right. A one, a two, two a scoodly doodly do. Happy birthday to you. Oh, happy birthday to you. Happy Let's finish it. Okay. Happy birthday You still got them. I still got those pots of now and then, you know what I'm talking about, Marta? Well, uh, the one thing I was a little nervous to do is because I know that Carter has perfect pitch. Oh, yeah, but girl, mm. so do we. So, so do we. So do we. So do we. 
<laughs> We've got great pitch. Oh, oh man, I'm sure he's going to be really impressed by our voices. Yes, you know? yes. Mm. Well, uh, all this to say, Carter, we think that you were just a gem of a human mighty being. Mighty fine boy, mm-hmm. mighty fine boy. I heard mm-hmm. he looks like Ryan Gosling. I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. People have told me that. Yeah, I, I heard yeah. some people have stopped him in the street and asked mm-hmm. for his autograph. Oh, man, what a, what a, what a lad. Mm. What a lad he yes. is. Mm. Yes, yes. I wish you were my own grandson. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. <Anyways. laughs> we, we, uh, we love you, Carter. <laughs> Mr. Dats, mm-hmm. that's all right. Yeah. And that's all we got. <laughs> that's all we got, Carter. All right. Happy all right. birthday, Happy pal. birthday. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, what's up, Carter? It's um Jules, Joseph. One thing, first of all, happy birthday. And one thing I've really regretted since joining CCF is not being able to have a lot of one-on-one conversations with you. Because when I see you, you just, like, you give off this vibe of so much spiritual maturity and grace that I've, like, come to look up to. And I just wish that I could could have had more opportunities to just hang out and get to know you a lot better, considering that you're graduating soon. But again, happy birthday, and you're an awesome guy, Carter Dats. Hello, Carter. This is your friend, Devin. It is 1.26 a.m., and I'm at the CCF house with my computer and audio interface and microphones and a bunch of other stuff making this podcast for your birthday. Uh, Happy birthday. And I just wanted to let you know that um, I really, really look up to you a lot, and uh, I wouldn't go to all this trouble to uh, try to make something special for your birthday if uh, I didn't really care about you. And uh, I just want you to know that and the times that you were trying to reach out to me and even the times you weren't that uh, you've given me a lot and uh, shown me a lot, offered me a lot just through your life, uh, the way you speak, the way you act, um, even the way you lead worship. It's all been a huge example to me and uh, very important to how I've grown as a person since coming to Truman. So um, I know you're not dying. I'll see you again in the future, but I want to digitally enshrine my gratitude to you forever. Uh, thank you so much for all that you have given to me. Happy birthday. Hey, this is Allison Lotz. Uh, we haven't really talked before, Bochi, but you know, you've been in my music perfect for a while with Contaria and all that. And I have to say, I've always admired you. I think your work is astonishing, and I can't wait to see what you do after you graduate from here. Uh, I think Truman has been blessed to have you, and again, I'm really excited to see what all you do in the future. Thank you so much for working with Vochi and with me. It's been a pleasure. I hope your 24th birthday is wonderful, and for it, I have whipped up a little something fun. Uh, I won't tell you what it is until it starts playing, but I'll say um, thank you as well for finally encouraging me to look up Sufjan Stevens. I'd heard of him before, but had didn't know a whole lot, and so here we go.
that's today. <laughs> but I don't care to think of growing old. Because you are so old. Oh my gosh. I really hope so, because I tried to make this funny and cute and... Anyway, whatever. The greatest joy is like the sunrise. Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs>